Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever wondered how to be the best possible parent, you're in the right place. Because <laughs> today we are sharing our exclusive list, our fierce parenting list <laughs> of 10 pieces of awesomely terrible parenting advice. And so we will see you on the other side. Greetings and welcome to this, the day you become an awesome parent. <laughs> my name is Ryan. This is my lovely, awesome co-parent, Selena. Co-parent. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Wife. You're my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> welcome to the parenting show. We're going to have fun with this Baby one, mama. Guys. We're going to have... Okay. Okay. Wife of... Sugar daddy. <laughs> I'll take it. It's backfiring. <laughs> we're gonna have some fun today, okay? If you couldn't tell, we're in a we're in a rare form. Okay, <laughs> this is the fourth episode we've done today. We're going on a trip. We want to make sure that we don't have to work on the trip. So we're gonna give you some awesomely terrible mar- uh, parenting advice, not marriage advice. Marriage is the other podcast we do. Mm-hmm. It's this is fierce parenting. If you haven't check out fierce marriage, I'm sure that's how you know about this podcast. It's because of fierce marriage. Uh, that one gets a lot more. Uh, what's the word? Patrons. <laughs> listeners viewers so yeah get ready to be offended because uh we know what's best for you and your kids <laughs> and you don't <laughs> okay no i like how you said it what did you say today we're just gonna go ahead and tell people how it is okay parenting's hard sometimes you just need a stranger on the internet to tell you exactly how to fix things for good yep <laughs> for good for once good. and for all caps okay yeah worst parenting advice ever Okay. Number one, okay, number one, get, get your notepad out. Especially if you're a husband, if you're a father, you need to know this. Kids want fancy stuff more than they want you around. They want your stuff. They want good stuff, all right? These granite countertops aren't going to buy, they're not going to buy themselves, not going to pay for themselves, all right? That jet jacuzzi tub you've been saving up for, yeah, that's what they want. They don't, they don't care if you're home or not. This is terrible advice. Terrible advice, right? So, because what kids are desperate for relationship with yes. their parents. They want to be around you even when they act like they don't want to. They do. It's true. It's true. So this is actually, this is good. This is great, terrible advice. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. But but the, the advice, I think the, the caveat that goes with it is this. Definitely keep chasing that dream because they will love you when you're dead. They'll love you when you're dead. <laughs> That's supposed to be a joke. I was like, is he serious? <laughs> no, I'm being sarcastic. He tricks me. No, they, they want to love you when you're alive. Yes. Okay. So they don't want your fancy stuff as much as they want. They don't you. want your fancy stuff. <laughs> All right. Number two. Number two. Your kids would rather have your house clean and chores done, even if it means you're frantic and frustrated all day long. Okay. They would rather have it clean than a joyful mother or father. How dare you question the voice that is in my head all day long. <laughs> How dare you question this? Yeah, because kids notice, right? They notice when when the laundry's not done. They notice when the dishes are piling up. That's the first thing they notice when they okay, wake but up. But you did say once, you were like, I was, I was, our house was getting a little out of hand and you're like, yeah, it's fine. But I don't want to be that house where I used to go over to and it was always messy like the kids house is always messy and so I'm just like oh great like are we the messy house then like I don't want to be that but it's true my kids would rather have me not frantic and not mm. racing around and barking orders and chores at them all day uh they'd rather have more of a 
relational interaction with with us than not so yeah. uh yeah take that friends <laughs> all right number three number three okay and this is if you have young kids you really need to hear this this is fantastically terrible advice <laughs> If there's anything that you don't like about being a mother or having that baby because it's a new baby, you just need to buy the right device. <laughs> buy more stuff to make the baby stop crying. That's the advice. <laughs> Do you disagree? Buy more. <laughs> no, but when it's two in the morning and you're scrolling through Amazon for the most reviews on the thing that makes your kid sleep because your kid is screaming at you. <laughs> Listen, I get it. Sometimes you need to buy it's a rational. device. <laughs> Sometimes there's a way to, you know, modern technology is good. It's a grace of God. But I think there's a pitfall here where we think <laughs> that if we could just get, get, one, get the right thing, it'll fix all of the inconveniences of being a parent. And the reality is parenting is just not convenient. Yeah. And in that is the grace of God, especially yes. the younger years. It's a good thing. And we can try to alleviate the pain with more things. But uh, I think the greatest pain alleviation comes from just trusting God that it's good work that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? It's good. Not satirical enough for this episode. All right, here's here's my favorite one. <clears throat> Selena, you need to know this because I feel like you're not giving to our children in this way. <laughs> here's my fourth piece of fantastically horrible parenting <laughs> advice is that kids love screens. They love screen time. Ask it's the your cure. Nathan. <laughs> it's the cure for just ask Nathan of Gospel Tech. Kids need more screens. <laughs> It's the cure for anything that ails you, all right? Kids being annoying, screen. Kids being too needy, give them a screen. Kids getting bored, screen. Kids acting up while waiting in line at the grocery store, screen. That's right, more screens. Kids won't sleep, give them a screen. Daddy needs a nap, screen. (laughs) Kids getting hungry, pizza, plus a screen. Kids can't focus, screen. Kids being curious about some aspect of nature or life, the screen will teach them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> kids want to talk and connect with you in annoying ways give them a screen instead kids don't get kids not getting along everyone gets a screen <laughs> uh, uh, so of course we're being satirical screens okay here's what i don't want you to do we're not saying that you can never give your kid you know a, a screen to you know like a show or whatever on a big screen or an ipad or whatever you need to be wise in those areas, yes. but there is a pitfall in that we think that if we can just, it, it's just, a, it becomes kind of the go-to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what, honestly, what I found is that when I have, when we do give our kids some screen time, uh, sometimes they do need some downtime, but more often than not, and I won't say this hundred percent of the time, but more often than not, they come out of it uh, a bit more with an attitude, a bit more with a chip on their shoulder, a bit more grouchy, a bit more demanding. <laughs> and so I'm very hesitant to... Uh, mm. Give them that screen, even when they're exhausted. I'm like, let's find some other way that we can kind of chill out. Um, and you, you joked about kids, you know, acting up in the grocery store line. Uh, that's just a matter, I think, of discipleship of your children and, yeah, of course. and, pre- and resetting that stage. You know, being like, okay, when we go in, there's three rules: don't touch anything, don't ask for anything, and stay close. Right? Those mm-hmm. are the three rules. And <laughs> We're real fun parents. <laughs> I didn't say they couldn't say anything. <laughs> I just said they couldn't ask for anything. Yeah. So uh, there's just ways I think clearly, you know, the screen is not. <laughs> this is one of those roads, again, has two gutters to either side. You can fall on the side of like, listen, our kids are never allowed to watch anything because it screens are unhealthy. There's all kinds of science behind why they're unhealthy. Yes. But I think what's unhealthy about screens is the addictive properties and the inability to govern the use of right. those screens. So right. parents, kids don't have the ability to govern mm-hmm. for themselves. 
they'll just go for it and go for it and go for it. And it's wiring their brain in a certain way. Uh, and, and they don't have the, faci- the faculties to know that that's not healthy. Right. So as a parent, we need to make those decisions. Now, on the other side of that, we have, uh, you know, from the legalistic side, we have the licentious side, mm-hmm. which is, listen, they can, because for a while when iPads were new, remember that? Like all the teachers yeah. in all the schools were like, these are the bee's knees. Like it's, it's haptic kids learning. kids how to read. Like, 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 right. Yeah. It's it's doing basically the job of a teacher. And all the while, it's it has these effects that no one really knows about. And well, we know about them now, but back then we didn't. Right. So check out our friends, uh, Nathan and Anna. Nathan and Anna, they do Gospel Tech. It's yeah. the Gospel Tech podcast. Check that out. It's all about technology and uh, using drool. tech to glorify God. Yeah. The drool tech and tool tech. That was really informative yeah. for us. Which actually leads to the next piece of wonderfully terrible advice. <laughs> wonderfully terrible advice. And listen to this, friends. Kids should have. They deserve unfettered access to the internet, especially in their rooms while they're alone. Close the doors. Give them some privacy. Yeah. Give them that privacy. Man. <laughs> they, they know what to do. this way they can expand their minds with all the knowledge of the universe that's available on the internet right that's all they're doing is they're just they're exploring their curiosities wholesome pure curiosities Mm -hmm. of course horrible advice right again kids even up to i mean even the teenage years yeah they don't have the faculties to govern yes and the internet you guys internet I used to be a web developer. I still do some web development. I've seen and I know and I don't spend time there, but I know there's dark, dark, dark corners of the internet. And just when you think you've reached the darkest corner of the internet, there's a darker one. Yeah. It's there's no end. And it's the Wild West. It's really not. It's not regulated. Regulated on any real lawful yeah. level. It's become more regulated, but yeah. it's on that brink of free speech. Right. And so how much do you regulate and how do you regulate? Exactly. So this is not something kids should have unfettered access to at all, obviously. Um, if they are on the internet, it should be supervised, should be in a well-lit, well-occupied area, uh, mm-hmm. and you have programs in place, you know, safeguards and all of that. Amen. It's good. On with our next piece of terrible advice. It goes along with the previous one. <laughs> not only should you let your children have unfettered access to the internet in privacy in their own rooms, but they should also definitely let your kids join all social media networks and post anything they feel like posting. Because how else will they know what they like and how else will they know what to think about the things they are told to like? Well, and how (laughs) else will they know if they are liked or valued if they're not getting those likes? (laughs) Yes. How how will they be validated if not on the internet and not by strangers thousands of miles away? So obviously, terrible advice. Terrible, Again, terrible advice. While social media networks are trying to make things safer for kids, I just don't think they can do it. I think there's no well, depth. Fun- fundamentally, they're just not rooted in Christ or in God yeah. or anything. Uh, well, I hate to say moral, but. Well, not truly moral because it's yeah. all d- detached from the yeah. very root of morality, which is God's character itself, <laughs> himself. Um, we did an episode a while back called Get Your Kids Off Tic Tac. Tic Tac. <laughs> They're addicted to Tic Tacs. Get them off those things. <laughs> Your accent is coming out again. <laughs> like I said, this is the fourth episode. I'm, I'm running on fumes here. Tic Tac. Get them off. Yeah, get them off Tic Tac. Guys, you know, we're not very dogmatic about these sorts of things. I think Tic Tac warrants parents being dogmatic. Absolutely. And we laid all that out in the episode. It's called Get Your Kids Off Tic Tac. Um, so definitely social media is one of these things. Yeah, you wield it with wisdom. You govern it. Uh, right. You need to disciple kids through it. You can't just... Uh, pretend them, like it doesn't exist. Yeah, and expect them to govern themselves and to do it wisely and without 
Well, it's again, both sides of that road. Is that you can't just pretend it doesn't exist and, until your kids go out of the house and they're like, they now have no idea how to yeah. navigate these waters. No, walk them through it, disciple them through it. Yeah. All right, this is a huge one, you guys. And we especially do, we want, here at Fierce Marriage. Especially in, Sorry, for Fierce Marriage. It's okay. You're, how I'm sitting because. You are forgiven. This is extremely important for us as Fierce Marriage proprietors, Fierce Parenting proprietors, excuse me, is that leave all that Bible stuff to the pastor. All and maybe the internet stuff. people, right? Yeah. Let us disciple your kids. <laughs> <laughs> leave it to the jo- leave it to the pros, right? It's their job, right? They went to school for this. It's their job. And of course, they can turn your children into walking, living, breathing Christians just an hour and a half a week, whereas they're spending however many hours doing whatever else, whatever else they're doing. Of course, they can do that. If they're good at their job, they can do that. We had a little. I was like, oh, this feels <laughs> a little too bold to me because pastors, we value pastors. We value Absolutely. churches. But we every value... pastor who's worth their salt will tell you that they cannot make disciples out of your kids. They can't. It's not their job to disciple your children. Right. You are the parent. They have a discipleship be... role in the parent, in the lives of your child. Right. But the primary discipler is parent. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So, of course, this is terrible advice. We do not leave Bible stuff just to the pastor. It is our joy to press into the things of God, to read scripture to them, to mm-hmm. worship alongside our kids, to help them understand. And also, dare I say it, learn something from them absolutely, in terms of who Christ is and yeah. what his word says. Um, so, yeah, do not leave it to the pastors. I want to be very overt about that one. All right, this is, I forget, I lost count of what number we're on. I should have numbered these. Should have numbered them. Doesn't matter. It's a terrible list of advice. So this will be number <laughs> seven. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I think it's number nine. Is it? Okay, yeah. Because you have finally a thing. Okay, next this one. is number nine. <laughs> this is crucially important as well, just like this entire list. Routines, friends, routines, as far as kids are concerned, are overrated and dull. <laughs> they don't need them. Routines are overrated. This particularly applies to young kids. Yeah, let them do what they want to do. Yeah. If your kid is being annoying during the day, they're probably just tired of their boring routines. (laughs) Let them decide how best to live their life. They're their own individual, for goodness sakes. Bedtime? Let them them decide when they fall asleep. Food? Yeah, avoid that battle. You don't need to fight that. Yeah, their bodies crave what they need. If they're craving sugar, their body must need it. All right, school? Boring. All right, routines? Routines. Chores? Nah. Mom and dad will do them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Of course. Uh, terrible, is... <laughs> terrible advice. Terrible advice. Right. Again, it... children cannot govern themselves. They need the, the guidelines. Especially the younger ones. They need the boundaries. Those are the things that make make the kids feel safe. They feel like they can thrive. Uh, they're seen. They, are know, they know that they're cared for, right? We're not just putting arbitrary bedtimes on the schedule because we're the parents who are in charge. Well, that's partially true, but the bigger part is that we want them to grow and they, we, mm. they need to reset and they need they get tired and worn out. They go hard every day. Not so, only do they need boundaries, they flourish. They flourish with boundaries. And yeah. boundaries. Yeah. My wife taught me that. She's pretty smart. <laughs> okay, so I think there's two more. Maybe there's three more, two more. All right, number eight. Oh, we lost count. Number nine again. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible, awesome parenting advice. The main objective of parenting is to get them out the door so life can go back to normal. In other words, they need to get a job. So all of our training is to get them a job. Get them a job. Get them out of the house. Get, get them out of the job. house. Get them to a job. Get them to the right school so they can get a good job. And be done so with they can them. leave you alone. And be done with it. 
<laughs> that way you can go live on a beach somewhere and kick some. You know, it's funny that you. Around. It's funny that we say this, but I think there are some moments that we function like this. Like we're just trying to. You want to give them the best, and you want to do all these things, but why? Like, what is the reason? If we kept peeling back those layers of understanding, uh, sometimes there are those moments where I will admit that I'm just like, okay, I just need to get them out the door. Not like to 18. I need to just get them literally out the door because they are bouncing off the walls or jumping off the walls, as our six-year-old says. But jumping off the walls. Yes, it, it is terrible advice, right? It's there's. Your life with your children is your new normal. There is no and back to another normal. The main objective of parenting is to disciple them unto, into walking, yes. living, breathing Christian people, people who love and adore and Even obey Christ. Even better reason. <laughs> You're so smart. Okay, finally, the 10th piece of awesomely horrible advice <laughs> is this. It's so important, you guys. Kids exist to make you happy. <laughs> if they don't make you happy, something's wrong with the kid. <laughs> I'm just telling you. All the time, right? They're supposed to make yeah. you happy all so, the time. That's yes. their primary existence. They literally exist just so you can harvest from them self-fulfillment and self-satisfaction. <laughs> Get all of that. Just suck, suck all that out of them that you possibly can. Because the whole reason you had kids in the first place was to actualize your unfulfilled hopes and dreams, right? <laughs> So when they're young, you got to get all the snuggles you want. You want them to give the affection you want. If you don't want affection, then you don't want to, you don't have to do any, you don't have to do any of that. But if you want the affection, make sure you get it, get the hugs, get the snuggles. When they get older, then that's when you try to live vicariously through them. And all their talents. And all their talents, right? Of course, Johnny wants to be a famous actor someday. Of course, Johnny wants to be a movie star slash sports ball player sports slash ball. CEO. <laughs> uh Guys, kids don't exist to make us happy. Kids exist as a blessing from God, a glad burden that we carry for a moment. It is a flash in time. It really is. It's a breath. It's a vapor. Mm -hmm. And so if we think that they exist to make us happy, and I would contend this is one of the biggest problems with our society, is that we treat kids like commodities. They are yeah. check. They are boxes to be checked in the, in the story of me. Mm. Right? I go to school. I get married. I get the job. I have the kid. I... Go on, so on and so forth. Kids are not commodities. They're blessings. Mm -hmm. And with blessings come responsibility. And that responsibility is not something that we put on ourselves. It's something God has put onto parents. Mm -hmm. And we are to sit under that the weight of that responsibility and trust in the Lordship and grace of Christ as we try to do it to the best of our ability, mm -hmm. knowing full well that while we get joy from being a parent, they don't exist for that purpose. Mm -hmm. They exist for the glory of God. And may we parent them to that glorious end. Man. And this was a fantastically horrible list of advice. <laughs> yes. So hopefully no one takes that out of context. We are definitely, we so <laughs> yes, this is terrible, terrible advice. And we would not want to leave you there. We would not want to leave you with this advice. Yeah. Instead, we'll leave you with some good news, yes. right? And this is one of the things that uh, needs to be said once in a while. Now we present the gospel at the end of every episode, but many people mistake the gospel for good advice. It's mm. not good advice. It's not, it's not, here's how to be saved. It's not, here's the things you need to do to be saved. Therefore, heed the advice and you can be saved. No, the gospel is good news. Mm. When Christ when Christ uh, was on the cross and he cried out to heaven, he said this. He said, tetelestai, which is the Greek phrase for it is finished. It has been done. It has been completed. It's done, finished, mm. once and for all. It's good news. The event happened. And in light of that good news, we can receive the grace that Christ afforded us on the cross through his life, death, and resurrection, and ascension up into heaven. So we want to invite you into that. If you want, uh, we would 
I guess the step we would recommend you take if you have never heard the gospel is go to this website, thenewsisgood.com, and there are steps there. Mm. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you uh, that we can laugh once in a while, that we can use uh, satire and humor to um, maybe drive a, dive a little bit deeper in some truths of your scriptures. I pray that uh, we glorify you as parents. I pray that you'd help us to not heed horrible, terrible advice, mm. but instead that we would heed the wonderful First of all, good news, that is your son, Christ, but also the wisdom that he's, you've given us in the word, in the scriptures that you've uh, passed down through the generations. Lord, I pray to help us to live those, live out the wisdom given in those. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, well, this, this has been a fun episode of Fierce Parenting. If you're still hanging around and you want to be part of what's going on here, we're thankful that God is growing this ministry. Amen. Uh, the Fierce Parenting podcast is uh, it, it's steadily inclining. Yeah. Is that a word? It's on the incline. <laughs> And so if you want to be part of that, we'd be honored to go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. And there's some details there. Um, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. So this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. We'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.